My name's Jess Sluder and I have been a nurse for the past 20 years. My name is Daniel Ferrugia and welcome to another episode of the Trail Runners Experience. Hello Jess, welcome to the Trail Runners Experience. How are you today? I'm good, Daniel. How are you? I'm fantastic. <laughs> Doesn't that sound natural? Like we've just been, <laughs> we just <laughs> started talking. Yes. <laughs> so usually I'm very, I'm so slick with my introductions and this is not going to be, it doesn't matter. Um, so Jess, <laughs> you're joining us via the magic of the internet and yes. you're in Queensland. Where in Queensland are you? Oh, I'm in sunny Brisbane, sunny, warm Brisbane today. Lovely. Um, yeah, sec- two weeks in a row where I've um, interviewed a Queenslander. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a Queensland breeds some pretty decent runners up there. What yeah. what is what is it about Queensland that's so magic? Oh, got some good trails up there near yeah. you. Yeah, if I had to say one thing that makes Queensland as tough runners, it might be the humidity. I reckon. Yes. I, yeah, I think our ability to maybe run during the summer months and summer seems to go for about six months up here when the humidity is about 90%. I just think it makes you a little bit tougher, a little bit more yeah. able to grit it out when it's revolting and hot and steamy. That's a really good point. Actually, we've had here in Adelaide, it's always it's been notoriously dry. But yeah. um, lately we've had a bit of more, bit more rain than usual, but the mm-hmm. weather's warming up and so we're getting more – some pretty humid days oh, and, yeah, yeah. and I've, I've noticed it when I've been running and you really, you know, you're sweating buckets and oh. I, I, I like it, but you do, you feel like all the energy is just draining out of you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. This morning it was um, like, it's not even summer yet. This morning I went for a run. I think it was 20, I don't know, 26 degrees and 85% humidity. It was just, I was like, Oh God, summer's coming. <laughs> wow. That is so humid it was so humid i was drenched yeah it's like it's like indonesia level humid <laughs> yeah i don't i think it i think it seems a bit unseasonable at the moment but yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what makes us a bit tougher i'm not sure it, it makes sense because if we're getting more humidity you must be getting even more i think it, yeah. they're, they're saying this year we're getting a la nina um weather cycle part because last year we were still in the el nino cycle yes so yeah. I'm I'm I am obsessed by the weather and I keep saying to a couple of my friends, Do you reckon we're gonna get a wet summer this year? Do you reckon we're gonna get a wet summer? So um yeah, well, I, I wonder so. if we will. Yeah. I hope it's like wet enough so that we don't have um bushfires, but not yes. so wet that we have massive floods. No. <laughs> no. Somewhere in the middle would be nice. Yes. Um yeah. It's um last summer was pretty brutal, but um which would, would you I mean, training, trying to train with the bushfire smoke lingering everywhere across like two thirds of the country yeah. last year. I did not enjoy that experience. Did you no. train? You would have trained through that as well. Yeah, that was. Um, well, it was. I guess that's um, the training that I did leading up to um, Ultra Easy when I met you in yes. January of this year. Yeah, that was a hard block through December and January because of the. Yeah, because of the bushfires and the smoke. And I remember there was a couple of days finishing some long runs and I felt more wrecked than usual. And I, I must have been yeah. down to the air quality, I'm sure. 
definitely. I, I had mm-hmm. a few. Of the, I was still doing um doing some speed work. I remember one day, and it, this there was smoke about, but I, mm-hmm. I didn't. It wasn't. I didn't feel like I. I didn't feel like it was too bad, mm-hmm. but I really feel like that the smoke it just it it destroyed me. You know, like mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. I forget it was something like one k repeats, like something that's yep. pretty uncomfortable to do yes. and um yeah it was really bad so yeah, yeah. But, so would you rather um obviously you'd rather the humidity than the smoke definitely definitely <laughs> and as much as I say I'd like a wet summer because we we don't get much rain up here and I think yeah. I think runners down south are maybe more used to just if they wake up in the morning and it's pouring with rain, they just maybe head out in it. Whereas if it was pouring with rain up here, I'd be like, oh, gosh, I'm not used to this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it would. I'd love a wet summer. That would be. That would be good. It's um the conditions. It's amazing how much weather shapes your training, or shape it definitely shapes races. You know, yeah. like um, yeah, like the where speaking of the race in New Zealand where we met, the ultra easy, lo- yeah. absolutely loved that, enjoyed that race experience. Um, yeah. And it was, um, yeah, it was, I mean, the beautiful. We got pretty lucky with the weather. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Do you remember all the Kiwis saying though, "Oh gosh, it's such a hot day, it's such a hot nah. day." And I remember, yeah. I remember heading out at three a.m. or whenever it started, and within about sort of fifteen minutes, I started chatting with her local and he was like oh gosh it's already so humid and I looked down and I still had my arm warmers and my gloves on and I thought oh gosh no no no, it's probably not particularly humid right now but I think um it was interesting wasn't it it definitely wasn't um I remember I've never started a race so early in my life like but I kind of to be honest I liked it yeah um once I got there and was running because you 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 know, you knock out 30 kilometres before the sun even comes up, you know. so. And didn't you feel like that was almost like you sort of the first 30 was sort of like three kilometres and then yes. the sun came up and you're like, oh, it feels like the race has actually started now, but you're, you know, yes. 30, 40 k's in and you haven't even noticed the first few hours. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, it's a pretty un- interesting race. Like the first 30 k's, easy, in the dark. Yes. But then, of course, the last 75, we're covering like how many? It was like four, over 4,000 meters of climb of elevation, you know? Yeah. So, it, so it's all like two different races, isn't it? Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. I loved it though. Yeah. Yeah. You um, you must have taken it fairly easy because I don't think you didn't. I'm. I actually was able to. I was in front of you until somewhere between the first and second peaks. You know, I know yeah. that we cross paths on the way down from that the first big drop down into the Cardrona Valley, which is around Oh, from Mount Alpha. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah I remember getting I remember getting I think we I think we sort of crossed paths at maybe going up Roy's Peak. And yeah. then I'm a shocker on the downhills. I got dropped by everyone. There was a couple there was a group of us, wasn't there? And then I got dropped by yeah. everyone going down, yeah, from Mount Alpha down into the valley. And then I think we sort of started, we sort of caught up again as we were going through Spots Creek, I think it was. Yeah, and that's through the valley, isn't it? Like yes. that's probably my least favourite section of the whole run was going through yes. that valley. Yes, <laughs> and then we yeah. had that that 20-something kilometre climb up to the snow farm. That was 
that was amazing. I loved that. And you enjoyed the climb? Oh, I loved it. Did you? Uh, well, you remember, that's where you dropped me. But I remember I thought, because I, I went through a bit of a rough patch yep. for a few kilometres, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to come good. And because of the nature of those hills, you can yep. see quite far ahead. I'm like, yes. I'm just going to keep Jess in my sights. Yep. And I, man- I did manage to hold on to you a bit. Yep. And then I think I caught you at the aid station for a little bit. Where they then, were offering ice blocks? Yeah. And then you were gone. Then that was that was that was game over. That was when I don't know what you what you did what you had in that ice block. Did you have like pure caffeine because you were just and that's I think that's where you closed out the race basically. That 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 was had like because then you got that massive like going across the top of to Mount Pisa. Uh, I was not expecting that climb up from the snow farm up to Mount Pisa. I remember thinking I'd looked at the elevation profile and thought, oh yeah, yeah, we get up to the snow farm and then it's it's a little bit more of a climb and then it's just that really long downhill to the finish. But yeah. when we when we left the snow farm, I thought, jeepers, this goes on forever. And like you say, in New Zealand, there's no trees, so you can just see, yeah. and you could see runners ahead, and you could see the trail and I was thinking holy dooly this goes on forever that that <laughs> second yeah that up to Mount Pisa was I loved it but it was it was pretty tough on yeah on and then legs that have done 70ks or something yeah and like mm. the um the sense of distance is really it messes you up you know you look yes. ahead you think oh that's only a, a few hundred meters but it ends up it's more like two kilometers and uh yeah. Oh, I think I'm the opposite. I have to remind myself, I look up and I see it in the distance and I think, oh, geez, that must be like 30 k's away. And then within half an hour, I'm there. So I must yeah. go the opposite yeah. and think, oh, God. Oh, wow. Well, oh, there you yeah. go. It's interesting <laughs> mindset. And then, of yeah. course, the biggest thing, and this is my biggest weakness, and I, with that last big descent, Oof. almost 20 kilometres downhill, yes. yes, that hurt. That was my most painful section. Yep. Yeah. And um, but didn't you? You how did you go down there? Because you were in a bit of a battle with um with the Kiwi um lady Helene. Helene. Was, yeah. Yes, she but was she, she was a beast on the on the downhill. Yeah, that she mm. fully dropped me coming off Mount Alpha, and then I yeah, then I got to Snow Farm, and she had some she had some friends at that checkpoint and we had I had a couple of friends there who knew Helene and, and they were locals as well and um they said oh Jess you know Helene's pretty good on the downhills and I was like oh I know that's my that's my definite um um weakness and so when I got yeah. to the top of Mount Pisa I thought okay if you want to stay in this place you're gonna have to yeah. put your foot down a little bit more than what's comfortable um yeah and, wow. um, yeah but it still hurt geez that hurt and I remember the runners who were doing the um the shorter event coming through and they were rocketing yes I and it was yeah no. it was um sorry yeah. it's just my dog barking um That's all right. yeah it was um yeah, I just sort of watched them fly past, but I had absolutely no ability whatsoever to keep up with them. I remember us both talking about the descents um, and yes. it being because there's just no, there's not really anywhere in Australia, save for maybe the down in Victoria, where you can train on that those kinds of just continuous downhills. You know, it's so relentlessly difficult to, you know, you can do hill repeats that might yep. go 
repeats. You know, you can do a million hill repeats, but it's still not the same. No, you know? no, yeah. no. So, um, yeah, the Kiwis definitely had an advantage there. But you obviously <laughs> definitely. you did well because you came away with the win. You managed to hold it together. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I think the heat. I think the heat was on our side that day. I think that was probably what it was. Yeah, I think at best, at, at worst, I felt because there were those all those creeks, those lovely yes. fresh water. A few yeah. times, I was feeling, I was feeling a little bit warm. I wasn't overheating, but I sat yeah. down in the creeks and um, yes. and just really briefly have a little rest and ah, oh, that's yeah. nice and keep yeah. going. It, yeah. Definitely a race I would love to go back and do again. Oh, yes, uh, definitely. Yeah, but um, maybe not going to happen this year. Uh, mm. Or, sorry, 2021, maybe 2022. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, but um, this year you – I remember in our conversations you talked about some of your goals for this year, and obviously this was just on the eve of, of uh, COVID when all, yeah. when we did this race. It's probably We are probably lucky to get that one under our belts. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Because so, you were planning to do the Lavarado, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that was the big goal for the year, which got yeah. foiled. But um, Yes, very disappointing. Yes, it is disappointing, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's pretty minor compared to what's happened in the world. Yes, um, it's good yeah. perception. Yeah, so that, yeah, that was a bit of a disappointment and still got yeah. the race entry sitting there, so who knows when, if that will happen but hopefully one day probably again probably not in 2021 maybe not even in 2022 but eventually get yeah. there yeah um it's been yeah it's been an unusual experience of changing our like i think reevaluating our goals in mm. um in this year because mm. you have to change how we even shape goals because i think for for myself and for probably many runners so much time focusing on like having race goals in mind yeah so then we might yeah. go okay maybe we've got to change them to um, a different sort of a different metric yeah. um, are we are we aiming for hap- happiness goals or just you know fkts some people are doing mm. um, I know a lot of people did a lot of mileage this year and I've, mm. you know because mm. people were either they lost their their work because of covid or whatever mm. like did anything change for you um it was such a strange it was such a strange time because um, for me, being a nurse, work, um, you know, I still had a job and there was absolutely no no sort of concern that I was going to lose my job. Um, Essential worker, I believe, is the term. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just I just felt so grateful to be in that position. Um, and and um, I... Um, at the time um, when COVID hit, I was um, working, I still am working Monday to Friday, but um, it was essentially still the same uh, job that I was doing, you know, nothing yeah. changed. I, I couldn't, it was also, um, it was also a job that I couldn't work from home, not I couldn't physically do it from home. So yes. really absolutely nothing changed other than, um, so what yeah, kind just of, the sort of restrictions. What kind of nurse? What kind of nurse are you? Um, so I'm in a different position at the moment, but back when COVID hit, um, I was working um, in a, a CNC role, which is a, um, a clinical nurse consultant role, um, providing nice. um, clinical support and education to um, nurses working in a um, community health service within Queensland Health. So, Amazing. Um, 
yeah, it, it's um, it's a really really um, rewarding role. Um, and with with COVID, there was a, a big push for patients to be managed in the community versus bringing them into hospital. So um, yeah, we we sort of expected that our activity was going to go up, but it really didn't because COVID never really hit. Um, Brisbane, Not as bad as really it. at all. Yeah. yeah. So um that's good. All those yeah. other restrictions really help to uh flatten the so called curve, hey. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So uh, how interesting. Yeah, so yeah, work was so, so uh, my 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 life essentially didn't really change that much other than um yeah, just you know, different other yeah. you know, local businesses shutting down and, and that type of thing. So just I've been very, very um very lucky this year that's yeah. for sure and and were you able yeah. to main, maintain like a your training balance were you able to keep training with the same kind of regularity yeah i i love i, I often say that i love training more than i love the actual race sometimes um i love the process of training i love uh, it's a real um release for me to to train and I didn't I didn't re, I didn't have any set goals you know when everything sort of got cancelled but I was still really happy to just keep um keep up with my sessions and and keep training with as much sort of um motivation and as I had I never really lost any motivation even though there was a period there where I didn't know what I was actually training for um uh, ben yeah. Duffus is my coach, and at the time he said to me, "What do you What do you want to do? Do you want to focus on on um, maybe improving your 5k PB, or do you want to focus on a like you said an FKT, or do you want to focus on something?" And I was like, "Oh, you know what? Uh, not really. I'm kind of just happy to just keep working on my speed in our regular sort of sessions. Keep trying to get stronger with my hill sessions and." And in my long runs, it just became about sort of exploring places that I'd never been before, like going to, you know, going on trails locally when we had sort of the restrictions with, with how far we could travel. It was just about, okay, well, where can I run to from home? And in Brizzy, where I live, there's lots of um, sort of conservation areas and national parks that uh semi-runnable distance and so I just enjoyed a bit of time linking them all up and cool yeah so. yeah that's that's so good so I you would I would say you are um because I'm kind of, I'm a teacher mm-hmm. uh, but I you know I would say I'm a former teacher because now I coach and, and I do this full time mm-hmm. and um but um or I do more coaching than podcasting. Okay, yeah. I'm not, I'm not Joe Rogan. I don't, you know, make, make a great deal out <laughs> of it. Give it time, give it time. Another 15 <laughs> years. Um, yeah, no, um, You uh, in teaching we always talk about intrinsic motivation versus extrinsic motivation. And mm-hmm. so your extrinsic motivation is like your reward-based, um, you know, external reward. Oh, here's a sticker for doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Here's, a, here's a prize for finishing mm-hmm. a race. Mm-hmm. But you know, you are intrinsic. You just enjoy the process. You mm. you describe the dictionary definition of intrinsic motivation. And, <laughs> we, and for, as an educator, it's um, it's like it's what you're aiming to get your te- your children to do. You want and right. yeah. and um, so well done. There kids, you go. <laughs> this is a lesson for all the kids out there. 
find that intrinsic motivation and you'll become a champion runner like Jess. <laughs> or oh apply, apply it to anything, really. Yes. It doesn't have to be yeah. just running. And I think that's the joy of running. Yes. The, um, that you can – It is. A, there's so many lessons, life lessons in running. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Do you feel that? Oh, definitely. And it, it may not be the time to bring up the question that you asked me about what do you hate about running? Please do. Now and as any. What do you hate about running? Well, I ha- you posed that question to me and I said to Aaron, so Daniel's asked me to think about this question. And he was like, okay, right. And, and, and I sat and I thought about it and I was like, okay, so there's, what are the things that I hate about running? And I was like, okay, I hate it when I'm injured. But I, then I thought to myself, that's not running. That's 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 hating being unable to run. That's not anything yeah. that you hate about running. And then Aaron said, what about when you get really terrible chafe? And I was like, yep, yeah. so I, I do hate that. But I'm like, but then that's hating the, you know, the shorts or the pack or the whatever I'm wearing. That's not me oh. hating anything about running. And then he was like, what about when you get a really bad – um, race shirt from a race and it doesn't fit and I'm like yeah ah. but that again that's not running and, and I honestly don't know extrinsic I, things yeah I could not think of any like if I if I boil running down to all right I am running I'm on my two feet in the bush with my dog with some friends there is absolutely nothing that I hate about running absolutely I, I cannot think of anything that I hate about running it's really good I'm glad. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's probably it was. It sounds like it was a good exercise for you. Yeah, to, yeah. To to think about it because um, it is easy to say what we love about running because it, yeah. there are so many good things about it. Yeah. Um, but um, what about when you had? I, I'm going to see. If, I'm going to. I'm going to dig even deeper. Oh yes. Because <laughs> so what about what about when you've had a really when a race hasn't gone to plan? Okay. And you haven't. Have you ever had one of those races? Yes. Yes, I have. Yeah. But there's always even things you can you learn from it. it. Yeah, even then you yeah. can't like maybe in the moment you're kind of going this is a big bucket of shit, but it's like you're always going to take something away from it. And and usually yeah, you can always learn something from it. And maybe it might be learning something about your nutrition or maybe you might in the middle of a race go, "Oh, I'm cramping right now and something's going wrong and you can kind of reflect back and go, oh, you know, maybe I didn't do the time on the hills that I needed to do to be strong enough at this point in the race. So, yeah, like you can have really rubbish runs, but I think you can always take something out of it. Um, And maybe I've never had, maybe I've never, you know, I've never, you know, fallen over and broken anything while I've been out running and, and maybe that might be, that might change my view on, you know that you can always learn from learn something from a, a bad run, but yeah, yeah. I think I've That's had good. yeah I've had plenty of bad runs, but I just try and go all right. Well, what 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 could I have done better? What what didn't I do, or what didn't I do enough of, or what should I change next time? Excellent, yeah, it's yeah. great attitude. Do you carry that um, that positive attitude into your races? Uh, I've when, got a yeah. One of my biggest goal, my my biggest um, and my first goal in all my races is I, I have to have fun. I have to have to be having fun. I have to enjoy myself because 
like a friend of mine says, you're not racing racing for sheep stations. I'm not racing. For, it's not my it's it's not my um, yeah. source of income. It's a hobby. It's something that I do um, for enjoyment. And if I'm if I'm if I'm not enjoying it, then what, why am I there? And so yeah, I always number one goal is always to have fun, always to enjoy enjoy that we have the ability to get out there and run in these beautiful locations. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, right. so I always try and try and stay. Sorry about that. No, your dog. Um, your dog's welcome to join the podcast. <laughs> right, I'll, I'll make sure your dog gets. It. What's your dog's name? Sydney. Sydney. He's an absolute menace. That's all right. Sydney yep. gets. We'll get a. We'll get a, a shout out in. The, I'll put Sydney in the show notes. <laughs> um, no, it's all good. I've learned to embrace those sorts of things. The other the other week, I was recording an episode, and if anyone is listening, I um. The my wife came into the room with our three-year-old son. What yeah. she tiptoed in to grab something, and my yeah. son came in and he he saw me and he yelled out, and and it was in the background and I was recording this particular podcast, yeah. and I like gestured for them to get out of the room quietly, <laughs> and then I thought oh, I'll have to edit that later on. But you yeah. know what? I couldn't find it in the edit, and so I had to. I must have. I thought you know what. There's a little Easter egg there for um, for any listeners. That was my son. His name's Patrick. He's yelling out. So he's all part of it. Uh, <laughs> I don't have it. Sorry, but that's okay. Um, I was going to ask you also about. Um, so I think you were saying how much. I mean, the things that you do love about it, and I can't agree with you more. But I I do. I guess what I do in with the way I coach and the way I do this is I sort of I do like to keep scratching that surface and and um and you know like you obviously like to run fast because you do win a bit and so would you still have that same enjoyment do you think if mm. suddenly you couldn't run and be competitive but you could still run mm. oh, and it's interesting that question because um I, one of my training partners who I run with a fair bit, um, he, he'd probably, if he listens to this, he might want to kill me, um, is yep. um, mid-50s and he has been a very fast um, runner in in marathons and ultramarathons and, um, you know, as, as, you know, and he's mid-50s, you know, he's still got heaps of years of running ahead of him but he often talks about how you know it's been hard for him to um get slower um as he's gotten older um and yeah I mean you I just turned 40 this year and and you do think about those sorts of things but for me doing well at races it's it's a bonus um yeah, I think it's yeah for me it's so much more than than being competitive. That's really that's really a great thing, and I do enjoy doing well. It's you know I'm certainly not going to say that it doesn't mean anything to me because it does. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's I guess only time will tell. Yeah, it's, yeah. I just you now look throw that out there. Just now I've given you thrown out all this, given you all this self doubt. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the good news is you're younger than me. I'm 41, and so right. I've got I've got a full year on you. Um, I'll be 42 
Next oh yeah, next year. Gosh, yes. this year feels like it's been about three years long. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> uh, but no Someone it, who I someone who I look up to who's older than me and not that much older than me is Lou Clifton. And I look and I think, geez, she is still like the strongest female runner I reckon that we have in Australia. Lou Clifton. Think, yes. I don't know yes. Lou Clifton. Oh, she's amazing. She's oh she I met Lou. Um, I got to run in Spain with Lou on um, on the um, Australian um, team for um, in 2018, and yep. I, I, to be honest, I don't even know how old Lou is. Maybe maybe she's three or four years older than me. I'm not too sure, but she is so strong um and and still so fiercely competitive um but does it with you know a smile on her face filled with joy so she would be someone that you should get on daniel t- on on um uh, on I your take, podcast i do yes. take requests i take requests. yes she uh, lives in she lives in the blue mountains um good training ground yeah yeah excellent yeah yes yes and i look up to what she's able to achieve and i think you know she's still just so strong um, so I think if she yeah. can do it, then surely, surely I can as well. I feel like 40s are yep. sort of like, like I do feel like my fastest days of running are in front of me. And that's, Excellent. And, Good. That's, and that's how I always, and that's true. I'm a bit like, you know, like I, I do want to get faster and I think it's yeah. healthy to, to want to yeah. push yourself to. Yeah. And, yeah. and one of the conversations, I've had a lot of conversations about like, we're always wanting to push people getting into especially when people get into ultras or any distance, they might start out at five or 10 K doing some short trail races or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then there's this urge to constantly go further and further. Yeah. So that's the only way you can, um, yeah, it's like you have to. And yeah. so, but I, I, I like, I sort of think like I've, I topped out at a hundred Ks. I am planning on doing a 100 mile race next year, but yes. I, I feel like I got to hundred and I thought, I just want to, Sort of just want to nail the hundred k a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Do you, yeah. Do how do you do you want to go further and further, or do you want to get better at something? You know, yeah. hone your craft a bit more. Um, I definitely would you? like to do a, run a miler one day. Definitely. Yeah. Um, maybe the reason why I haven't yet is because. Yeah, I still feel like there's still so much to learn across the 100k distance before I put yeah. myself through that steep learning curve of of attempting to um and I guess maybe I also think to myself training for hundreds takes up already a fair bit of time um spare time and so I think to myself oh gosh have I got it in me to find the time to train for a miler um I don't think I, it's in a, it's not like you don't have to – I don't think your mileage would be exponentially okay. higher. Yeah. It would, it's, I think it's, it's just you have to approach it a little bit differently. But right. I want to get on yeah. – I'll get onto your training in a second. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so carry on. Sorry. I interrupted. So you, you would think you want to get, get the 100 sort of worked out a bit better? Yeah. I think for so many years I've run hundreds and each each time you, you finish an event and you think, oh, gosh – next time I want to try this or next time I'm going to do that differently. And so I've always still been so satisfied with having the hundreds as a goal. I haven't certainly haven't felt like I've, you know, absolutely nailed training and then absolutely nailed a race. So I always think, oh, there's still so yeah. much I could I could maybe achieve over that distance. So I haven't felt the, 
the drive and and maybe it just scares the pants off me the extra 60ks because I know how I feel at the end of a hundred. Yeah, I think mm. it's um, it, but I used to think that with um, uh, with doing a marathon, the con- yes. and the and the idea of running beyond a marathon was yes. was mind boggling. So obviously yeah. there's adjustments to be made with pacing. But I mean, yes. speaking of the 100k distance, you are pretty bloody good at it um you know, i know there's a race that you've had a you've done done all right at over recent years and that's the black or 100 tell us about that race you've won it a couple of times <laughs> i yes i that's i so have good. been lucky to win it twice um yeah it was just a couple it was a month ago now um wow so good it's yeah. one, of, one of probably one of queensland's most well like what's the word well-respected, well prestigious yeah. 100K races, would you say? <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. I think it's um, yeah. What what Run Queensland have created with Blackall is something pretty special, and and um, they've built it up to be to be a an incredible event. And I think the trails that they've picked for that event are pretty spectacular as well. I think um, um, I, I don't, I don't. I don't think we have trails as spectacular as maybe you know the Blue Mountains and UTA, but but um, the, the trails that are um, for Blackall are yeah they're pretty spectacular because it, there's there's uh, the Great Walk um, up on the sunny coast and it takes in um, a fair amount of of the um, Great Walk, so you can imagine there's beautiful views and beautiful rainforest and lots of um, single track and um yeah and it's set on the sunshine coast so it's um yeah it's probably my most um beloved uh, beloved event um yeah. that I've ever run and yeah they've it's been going for uh 7 years now and I've only missed one um which was quite traumatic for me to miss because at the time I was injured but um yeah so I, I yeah. hope that I can keep running it for as long as possible because it's yeah it's such a special event That's so you'll cool. have to come um, up I would love to I was it was yeah. on the cards for this year but you know another yes. an, another thing but um ah, <laughs> so you can I just wanted to sort of compare the last because you've run it the last two years in a row is that right um this year yes yeah it yeah. was the last two years in a row yes so, yeah so the back-to-back the reigning champion like the, yeah. that's um pretty awesome to to back up was there a bit was there a lot of pressure coming to or do you ever, you don't seem like the person that carries pressure that like I think you probably carry pressure pretty well <laughs> yeah uh, a few people asked me um you know were you did did, did you did you feel the pressure and and not really because uh, I don't know why because I guess I think I always sort of think to myself even if even if you've got even even if you've trained your your absolute buns off and and you front up at the start line ready and raring to go anything can happen over that distance and it doesn't detract from you know who you are as a runner or um, how fit you are or how ready you were for the event so I think I just sort of thought to myself stand at the start line and yes you know last year I I ran a PB and I'd managed to be first over the line I thought this year yes you're fit and you're ready and you've done this 
um, five times before, but um, really anything can happen. And so I just sort of, um, yeah, I didn't, a- yeah, I didn't really feel too much pressure. No. No. And what was the what was your time like? Compared to better or uh, this year, yeah, yeah. I managed to manage another um, PBO was eight minutes quicker this year than last year, and I was pretty stoked with that because I made a change so to the course this year um, oh, with oh, a wow. bit more climbing in it. So I was, yeah, I was pretty stoked. I was, um, and I think the other sort of different last year we got lucky. It was we had some rain and we had a storm in the middle of the day, and so that kept it quite cool. And this year it was a absolute roaster and I thought to myself ah oh, you probably won't you probably won't do a PB on a hot day but yeah somehow it all seemed to come together yeah that's awesome um mm. um what was I going to say and so what was your time uh 11 31 that's pretty quick for a, yeah. for a pretty hilly course so well done and I, oh, I remember I remember when I met you and we we're running along in um I had a real moment when we were running along and we were chatting about races and stuff and you mentioned that you – this is when I'm – sorry, when we were running along during the Ultra Easy. Oh, yes, and, yeah. And you, and you said um, – and you mentioned your time that you did the Ultra Easy and I, I sorry, did Black All In and I was like, oh, that sounds pretty quick. Yeah, and, I, and I remember saying something like, you must have been up near the front somewhere, surely. And you're like, oh, yeah, I won it. And I'm like – I just was like, oh shit! I'm maybe I'm going too fast. Slow down, mate. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. No, it was good. So I was like, I mean, I did slow down, but not by choice. But so maybe, <laughs> but I still finished all right. I think I was only about forty minutes behind you, which I'm happy. With. <laughs> um, yeah, and so um, yeah, what I was going to say, that's a pretty amazing thing. Are you, so you're going to you'll keep going back to Blackall year in year out. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Um, yeah, a friend of mine who um, I train with has has gone back year year in year out to um, six foot track, and I think he's up to like I don't know, fourteen years or something like that. And I think, yep, that'll be me with Blackall. I'll be, yeah. you know, I'll be pulling the wheelie walker out in a, you know, twenty yeah. years time and hoping <laughs> to get around the course. That's so cool. Um, yeah. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, what's your um, what would you say is your best strength as a runner, like? You, and we're talking, I think mentally, you've already proven to me that your mental game is pretty solid because you don't, you know how to wear it, carry the, the pressure. Are you, are you a runner, definitely. flat runner? Um, probably, I like climbs. I like, I like hilly, hilly courses. Um, I think, and I often think to myself, Maybe I'm good at power hiking because I've spent so many years as a nurse on my feet and you're, you know, trying to. You've got to walk fast, don't you? Yeah, you've got to walk fast <laughs> as a nurse. And I think maybe that's why I'm a good power hiker because I'm used to sort of, you know, <laughs> trying to get around the wards in the hospitals. And I also laugh to myself because Aaron, my partner, is six foot four. And if we go, um, if we go, you know, climb a mountain or do a hike or something like that, he takes one step and I take two steps. So I'm constantly trying to keep up with him. So, oh, that's good. yeah, <laughs> I think maybe, maybe yeah. hills and power hiking is probably something that I maybe um, would say would be my strength. But definitely, yeah, downs, I need to work on my downs. I'm yeah. a, bit of a bit of a turtle on the downs. Um, yeah, me too. It's mm. it's hard. And I, I, mm. I mean, like so much more damage happens on the downhills and yeah. um 
what's so like what's your um approach to training then so like do you do you hone in on on weaknesses or do you just have a bit of a a broad scale i know you said ben duffus um who's one of australia's um very accomplished athletes and coaches but um yeah so um yeah like how do you how do you guys approach your training um Every now and then when I have a hill session, Ben will say, um, you know, um, try and push it on the downs, like try to sort of um, build up a bit of speed on the downs. But it's definitely not every session. And, um, yeah, so probably no, we don't really try and focus on that side of things Uh, maybe I should maybe I should maybe I should ask him if I should be doing that um I I often think to myself when I when I am running downhill and I think geez you need to improve this I think what should I do but then I also think to myself oh man if I twisted an ankle in training trying to improve my downs and then broke something geez I'd kick myself (laughs) that would be so frustrating um, Absolutely. I mean, I think you've got to approach downhill training with, um, with, with sort of um, very carefully. And but you still need. I think it's something you can fix. The biggest problem with running downhill is all that eccentric loading on the muscles. Yes. yes. And so you're really you have to do things to replicate that. And so you know, I will quite often with my own training. And I, this is something I've only really implemented this year because I felt like. I ran so poorly going down, um, what's the race, the, the, the Ultra Easy. I really oh, yes. hi- highlighted how crap I felt on the downhills. And oh, so yeah. so it is in- about incorporating just some downhill repeats, yeah. but like not on ridiculously steep downhills and only – so if you're doing, say, you're doing five uphill reps yeah. of, you know, at a couple of minutes, I would then go the last – on the, and after you've done say five, then I would finish off with maybe two hard, two or three, relatively hard downhill reps yep, to finish yep. the session. Yep. Because, but yeah, you never want to overdo it. And I think strength training is another aspect. Um, do you strength train? Yeah, yep. So two twice a week, um, I do some um, just body weight strength training. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Ben's with. Um, obviously with mile 27 coaching um, and they yep. have a, 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 I really like it, um, a program that you sort of progress up and down with. So um, there's 10, um, 10 workouts. So depending on where you are uh, with your training, um, you'll be, you know, at um, workout eight or nine or whatever. And then if you've got an event coming up, then there's a taper week strength workout and then, after the event, you sort of then sort of build yourself back up um, with the strength training. So, yeah, I, I enjoy it because I I wouldn't I wouldn't go to a gym and it's all just body weight stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I, I enjoy it actually. It's a nice change from from running. I think. Do you see it as essential to your training? Oh, I definitely it, think so. Yeah, I think. Um, so a lot of runners are very quick to skip the strength session strength work and i used to be that way yeah but as i've evolved i suppose yeah. <laughs> yeah i think over the years i've had you know a couple of injuries here and there and the only thing that i reckon has 
has gotten me back to um, running without pain has been strength work. And so, yeah, yeah. I um, yeah had some insertional Achilles um, tendonitis and that all came down. I couldn't – I had it for, you know, 10 months. And the, the one thing, you know, you sort of think to yourself, oh, is it is it sort of ankle mobility or is it you need I need to stretch my calves or whatever it was. But it ended up it just it was the most simple calf exercises that I did for about six weeks and, and bang, it was gone. And so I just think don't yeah. skip on the strength works because you'll only get yourself in a pickle with some other silly injury. Yeah, mm. um, I, I, I concur. Yeah. Um, so do you ever, do you spend a lot of time on the trails? What would, do you run on the road ever? Uh, yeah. Um, oh, yes, a little bit. Um, I, I do a speed session once a week and I have to run the road to get down to, there's a grass track, um, that I do my speed sessions on. So I'll run road to get down there and then do my speed session and then run back. Um, but the majority, oh, and I do a recovery run once a week as well and that's just locally so I just um run um on the roads for that but everything else is mainly on the trails yeah yeah probably that's, yeah you enjoy obviously you enjoy running on the trails more so that's what you do <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, um yeah but I, it's not that I don't like running on the road it's just yeah I, I I find it's a little bit softer on the knees and the feet and all that sort of stuff so um, yeah yeah. A variety of surfaces is good, I think. Um, yes. Yeah. And um, so I'm, I'm sort of peppering you with like, it's almost like 20 questions now. It's, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm asking the questions that I know people want to hear as well. But um, like, so the, um, and I know for a fact that people won't find you on Strava. You're, you're a bit of an enigma when it comes to that, aren't you? You're not, not yeah. a huge. <laughs> no. So, how do you keep track of your training? How do, how do you even know that you've been training if it's not on Strava? <laughs> I often think Strava. to myself, should I go on Strava? Uh, well, it's just I um, I just upload everything straight to Training Peaks and then Ben just checks it on Training Peaks. So, yeah, um, yeah maybe I'm missing out on a whole new world of You're not though. whatever happens on Strava. <laughs> no. Look, it is no. – it's um, – Oh, it's runners. You get that? There's like the there's the runners high. Then there's the then there's the Strava high you get from all the kudos. You know, oh, like yeah. you know, so you do a big run and then everyone can tell you how amazing you are and and you know you people you know look it's it's a, it's they should call it the the ego platform. Right. And it's, we've all look, everyone does it. I do it. Yes. Um, and if it's a really good run, you share it to you you share it from Strava onto your Facebook. And go, oh. in, just in case your non-running friends want to, just to let them know how bloody good you are. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe sure. I should get involved in this. <laughs> it's a bit of a, it can be a laugh, it, but they've just, yep. they've added a, a paywall now. And I've, um, I, oh, the last, it just, it gets a bit expensive with everything, but um, it's, it's all right. I, I don't. How much do they want you to pay? Um, well, I didn't renew my prescription, uh, prescription subscription this subscription, year yeah yeah um because i um it was uh it's only like something like 60 something dollars but i don't see the value in it to be yeah, honest yeah yeah and um yeah. and and so but it's it's sort of i didn't i didn't uh, my credit card expired 
card that was linked mm-hmm. is function for you. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, but no, it's good. And so, um, yeah, what are you going to do? Um, assuming like life returns to a certain level of normality, do you have any goals? Yeah. I mean, I know you've got Lavaredo. What other things do you want to look at this in the upcoming year? Yeah, oh, I'd love to do Buffalo. I would uh, absolutely love to do that, but I just, oh, yeah, I just don't know about, you know, all the travel and, and and even just today with the outbreak down in down your way and yeah. all of a sudden they've instituted hotel quarantine, you know, from midnight to night and I just think, oh, gosh, if I... If we went down there and well, then... Buffalo, it's in Victoria, though. Yes. You, you can stay away from us. <laughs> yes, but, you know, you just don't know what's going to break yeah. out anywhere. So um, I would like, yeah, that's definitely high on my um, list of events I'd love to do. Um, it's a good one. I've done it. Okay, um, yes, yes. Yeah, Is it 70... brutal? It's pretty brutal. It's, yes. What, 75 <laughs> kilometres about four and a half yes. thousand meters of climbing. Yes. Um, some very very steep climbs in there too. So there's yeah. still, um, and then there is a, a little. There's a section through the because it's. I mean, it's only. It's essentially just an out and back. The seventy five. Yeah. Yeah. So you and um. So there is a section in the middle there yeah. where you run for about maybe close to ten kilometers along the road, okay. um, which is surprising. Or maybe less than 10 k's. I don't know, but I remember being surprised at how much okay. yeah. how, how much road there was. Um, but it's beautiful. It's a beautiful yeah. part of the world. I mean, yeah. Bright is one of my favourite towns in Australia by by far. Well, there you go. Yes, yeah, I'd love to see it. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like it feels like a, the hills are just so everywhere you look, it's just they're bigger. Yeah, it, it it has a bit of a New Zealand vibe about it. Right. Um, yeah. And you so and um. Just very sheer climbs. Like you just you come to the bottom of some of these climbs and they're just breathtakingly steep. You know, yes. they're steeper than anything that was in um that was in the ultra easy, but ultra not easy, quite, yeah. Not quite as long. Um, right. there there was a there's a big climb that goes up actual the actual Mount Buffalo. Okay. And um it's about ten kilometers, but it's it's pretty runnable. You could uh-huh. run you could I mean, you can probably run most of it, and um, and then they run. But there's a couple like um, mixed track, which is, you know, I've heard very, of that. Yes. It's like 45 percent. And the year that I did it, the year that I did it, it rained a oh. lot. And, like we had a big big storm, and yes. uh, and so the race actually got shut down halfway through. Yeah. Um, but you had if you were already past one of the aid stations, you could continue. And okay. I, was already, I was already past the aid station yeah. and it ended up being um, only 50 people finished it that year um, because I think more like three quarters of the field had to DNF because of the storm. They got um, pulled off. Yeah, they got pulled off. And was, so, it, was it a scary sort of storm or not? Yeah, to, not... It, no, it was scary. It was like it was. a storm. I, <laughs> yeah. I was, um, the wind, it was just so windy and because you're so exposed. Yeah. And it's the, it's the first time I've used every bit of my um, – my mandatory gear, gear. yeah. So pants and like, yeah. oh no, I didn't use my blanket, but I was going to use it. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, I was very close to using it. Um, and yeah. um, completely muddy. And the, like, there's this the the last thing you have to do, or one of the last climbs. No, it is the very last climb is you have to go up mixed track. 
and uh-huh. it's it's 45%. It's oh, a, it, and was it just a slippery slide? It was so slippery. And I I had poles and mm-hmm. literally my I was just I was planting the poles into the into the mud in, mm-hmm. as far out as I could reach them and I was using them to pull my feet up. I could it took me like close to half an hour to get up this bloody hill. It was ridiculous. Oh. I was just laughing. <laughs> I kept falling over and and um but I, you know, it was at one of those occasions when I got to the top and there's a great spot there called Clear Spot. And it's where they, they have hang gliders. It's usually a great spot for a view. Yes. But it was it was getting dark and the wind was howling and it was raining. And I just stood up there and I had one of those moments like um there's I'm the king of the world kind of moments. You know, yeah. like I I, That's I just amazing. Think, yeah, it was great. It was it was really good and like I can't imagine I think I'd I'd probably enjoy it even more if the weather was nice. But the yeah. fact that I didn't let the weather beat me um yes. was really awesome. So would you go back? Oh, definitely. Definitely. So yeah, yep. you should go and Excellent. do it. You'll bloody yes. love. It. Um, but yeah, have you done with poles much? No, that was my that was my goal for this year was get back from ultra easy, buy myself some poles, and spend four months trying to figure out how to use them for Lavrado. But then oh, COVID I think, struck, and I never yeah. bought the poles. <laughs> I would say for something like Buffalo, they'd come in pretty handy. Yeah. Um, yeah. You would, but I mean, in saying that, people were using poles when we did the ultra easy, but yes. we didn't. I didn't use them. You didn't use them, did you? No, um, no. And so, um, it's just a um, there. You just have to, I think, just practice using them a lot. And yes. Just, you don't. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. You pick it up pretty quickly, even if you're not using them a hundred percent properly. Uh-huh. You'll still get you'll you'll be noticeably faster up the hills. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. So it's um they're they're quite fun. Just get some good ones. Yeah, um, okay. Can you recommend any in particular? Ah uh, my I've got these ones called Masters, which I bought a few years ago and they're pretty good. Mm. They're very hardy. They've copped okay. a, they've copped a belting and they still they've still held together really well. <laughs> okay. But um but you know, go to your go to whatever yep. your wonderful trail things evolve very quickly so there's probably something better out there now probably yeah same brand but yeah yeah so um but keep training and um i guess when the borders open up we can head up i'll come up to um to blackall and one of these yes. days i well i know it sounds like you're a bit of a permanent fixture up there at yes blackall. i'll be there yeah very good and um but yeah so my last question for you before yes. we let you go is what advice would you give to someone who wants to um, sort of get into who, someone who's never run a hundred kilometers? What would you say they should do mm-hmm. if they're a good runner, but they they have that desire to go go further? Go further. Mm. Um, What's the best thing that you've learned? I suppose. Oh, I think. Can I say two things? It's probably yeah. pa- pacing, pacing, and learning how to eat. They're yes. probably my biggest two things is maybe just learning learning how to find the pace that you can hold for a long period of time and not not going out too fast. But then also, and I, I don't think I've nailed this either, I'm probably a bit more conservative than, than um, most people is being conservative in the beginning but then also having the guts to maybe push it a bit more in the end um all the while eating (laughs) 
learning how to learning how to yeah teaching yourself how to what you want to eat what you feel like eating and then just practicing eating when you're training I think I think when when people maybe have been good runners over shorter distances maybe they underestimate um just how important nutrition becomes the 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 longer you go yeah brilliant advice absolutely brilliant so take takes that advice, listeners, from um, a two-time Blackall winner, <laughs> and um, that's very um, that's really good advice. Couldn't have said it better myself. But I haven't won t- the Blackall two times, so maybe they'll listen to you. You've never <laughs> you've never run it. You never know what could happen when you come oh. up and run it. Well, look, maybe there'll be a big storm again, and I'll be like, "This is my territory. I do well <laughs> in storms." <laughs> oh no, I think you'll love it. Yeah. All right, Jess. I'm gonna. Uh, we'll say farewell to the podcast here. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having me. It's been, it's been fun. Yeah. Excellent. Happy running. Thank you.